Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Anime Podcasters. I'm your host, Hotshot Ginger, and with me I have the number two, number three best host on this podcast, GoPro Kyo. How's it going, buddy? Hey, I'm in my closet because we moved from the apartment. We we did move, and in its closet, as all things should be, and J- Giant Music, how's it going? Brilliant. All right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, judging by that absolute jar- jarring silence, uh, this is another episode without Jayanne, and uh, I'm relieved. I'm, I'm, thank- I'm blessed, really. Like, this is my show now. He just left. He is still one with the moose, <laughs> and it, everything has been fantastic. Yeah, he said it was Only- about time for him to join his brethren with the, with the moose, you know, stark naked yeah, with his antlers out. Just galloping along, and I feel like if a semi hit him, he would still win. Yeah. <laughs> but with one with one host gone, we still have we still have a show to do, and I am here to live to make Giants Legacy live on. So today we're actually talking about a video game anime, or at least an anime ripped off of a video game. You know what I mean? We're talking about Halo What's the Legends. Difference? Yeah, what's the difference? But Halo Legends, if you guys don't know, is an anthology film uh, based on the Halo series. So there's seven short stories uh, that all play one after another, and uh, none of which are connected or even canonical, I believe. Um, but it was an anime. It was a video game that both me and uh, me and Kyo enjoy. So we thought, what the hell? So that being said, Kyo, you ready? Yep, I'm ready when you are. All right. So we're just gonna be going through uh, through the seven different shorts and just giving like short little discussions and short talkings about them and just overall what we thought about the whole thing. So that said, Kyo, let's go ahead and start with the first one. Let's start with Origins. So, so Origins... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, um, I, I was probably going to say the exact same, same thing you were going to say, uh, that yeah. Origins 1 and 2 may as well just be one big short instead of like two. Yeah, there's not really any sense of splitting it up, but I guess if it wasn't split up, it wouldn't be a short. Origins is... Uh, if you guys don't know, it's combining or telling us the, the history of Halo and how the rings came to be and the war between the Covenant and the humans and the Flood wiping out all of existence and blah, 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 blah. Basically, it's a huge-ass lore dump that you can just listen to and watch as opposed to have to deep dive and read. It's the first audiobook for Halo. It really is. And at least it has visuals. It's pretty to look at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, but, if you guys liked the uh, the Uprising or the uh, the Animatrix uh, sequence where it talks about how, like, the world in the Matrix got to be where it is, uh, you might like this. But uh, personally, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, it's probably good just for people who don't know what the Halo uh, lore is, like what the what they say the universe uh, started as, and like how uh, the Forerunners uh, met, uh, ran into the Flood, and why the Forerunners are doing what they do. Uh, it's it, it, it leaves enough uh, mystery for the world to be built upon and let you use your imagination, but uh, there's... Uh, if you already know that, then I would say just skip ahead to the duel. Yeah, but I mean, like, Halo, Halo Legends is some people's first introduction to the series and I can understand uh, doing something this different still including like the history of the rings and what led us to this and so on and so forth it is kind of essential to have on there but you and I have both kind of 
jumped head over heels into Halo at one point or another. So them telling all this, we're just like, yeah, yeah, get to the bloody gore. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's it's stuff that we mostly already knew. For the most part, yeah. Um, But actually for me, like my introduction to the rest of the lore was actually this, the uh, the two these two shorts. Oh, so like the uh, path, not pathfinders. Uh, the forerunners. Uh, forerunners. Like the forerunners and their, uh, their role in all this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. that that was uh, this whole thing was actually my introduction to that. I actually didn't understand any of it until uh, I saw the short when we first saw it. Like, God, back in high school. Oh Lord. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I got it, this it honestly... as a birth. I think this is the disc that I got you for your birthday that year. Actually, it is. Yeah, I've kept it since then. <laughs> that that, that, I that mean, means it... a lot, actually. <laughs> I mean, a com a combination of this and you and me and CJ all talking to each other is probably how mm-hmm. I know so much about Halo but right. un- unlike the unlike the rest of the shorts on Legends when you watch Origins once or twice you kind of get the idea <laughs> Like there aren't any hidden things to look at or anything or anything else. It's just a lore dump. So like if you watch it two or three times, you're just like, okay, we're gonna skip over this. Yeah, you- <laughs> we we only rewatched it because it was kind of necessary for for this episode, really. Yeah, which I mean, I I look back fondly on it's it's still kind of cool to like remember all the lore of your of your favorite franchises. Yeah, it, it's fine if you don't know, but I, I think that's really all that can be said about it. It's like it's kind of just the lore for the newcomers and for the people who already know what Halo is and kind of the history behind it like if they read the read the books or like looked into the comics and such then then yeah it's y- you don't have to watch it if you already know about Halo yeah it's it's a lore dump it's good for what it is but it's like worth one watch so yeah, let's go much. head on to the let's go head on to the next one uh next one that i wrote down at least was uh the duel right yeah that's that it, that is an order yeah okay the, and the duel is uh it's set between two elites where one elite is not happy with how things are running the other elite is uh saying accept the change not how we used to be murders his wife and the uh the first elite goes off in a quest of revenge it's it's honestly a tale as old as time where like someone <laughs> high in political power doesn't like how things are going and tries to leave or do or go back to the old ways and then this new stronger general murders his love family and loved ones it, it really is a really old uh military story if you ask me it's just done with aliens and laser swords <laughs> i mean that's what star wars is really yeah but i mean i mean overall like I've, I really wanted to like it. I really did. Because it's it's the thought of one... It's the thought of the Arbiter taking down hundreds upon thousands of Covenant members and then fighting the one that took his wife to the last breath. Like, that should mm-hmm. be awesome. But the way they animated it, I it was hard for me to watch. And I don't mean, like, gory or anything. I just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I think, like, when we were watching it, he, uh, he came up to a group of other elites elites and i got so confused because they all wore the same armor and i was just like who are we supposed to be cheering for and then one of them gets stabbed i'm like i hope it wasn't that guy (laughs) and then i just gave a confused yay because i think he won (laughs) yeah he did he did in the opening yeah Yeah, i I mean yeah it's a it's a joke but yeah and i'm just like sorry (laughs) i know No, you're all good you're all good (laughs) and and i'm just like i was trying to play on play along with it a little bit (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I'm like, could they make it a little more clear at least? Like, give the Arbiter gold armor and the other elite silver or something like that? Which he does wear gold later on in the short. So it's just like, give, just give him gold from the get-go. Or at least, like, color it so that it looks like it's gold so it's easier to uh, differentiate him. Though, I will admit, it was still really cool. Like, most of the short was boring as sin. But it was really cool to see him literally take down an entire army on his own. Like, you, you can't say you didn't enjoy at least that part. It, w- it was really cool to see Arbiter take down an entire Covenant army on his own single-handedly, though. Like, just charging in, sword blazing, and just mowing down everybody. Right. Like, you can't say that you d- at least didn't enjoy that part. I mean, it, it's hard to say that you didn't. I, I did say, like, during that fight scene that I really liked the choreography of it. I thought that it was animated very nicely. Uh, but the short overall has this weird uh, Photoshop effect or something that makes it kind of look like it's watercolor, but it is very clear that it's a filter and not like like it's animated that way. Like you, it, It's very clearly CG, but then it's also uh, the photo filter or whatever it is like on top of it, so it doesn't look... Uh, it, it just doesn't look that nice. Uh, it, it unfortunately kind of falls flat style-wise. We count ourselves lucky that it was a short and not like a full-length feature because I couldn't watch a full-length feature like that. No, the, the writing is very clearly like old Japanese uh, storytelling kind of also. So like the writing is very uh, monotone and it's not very dynamic, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah, which which honestly is a shame, but uh, well, they can't all be winners. I, I wish it was like a, an Akira. I assume it's supposed to be like an Akira Kurosawa film, but it, it doesn't feel like it because uh, like even Kurosawa had like a sense of humor, but this this did not. It, <laughs> this this it's was so, just the, cold blood and murder. Yeah, it, it was so like uh, devoid of any heart like throughout the entire film or throughout the entire short and it, it just doesn't grab you very well. So like there's nothing to connect you to the characters or feel bad when thing, things go bad for them. So uh, it, it, it kind of just falls flat. I was just like, oh no, he got gushed open. Oh, the other guy died. Okay, cool. He So he won, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it, it was... It, it just kind of left me empty. It just kind of left me feeling empty. Yeah, I don't blame you. So the next one, uh, next one I have written down is uh, Prototype. And I know I'm out of order now. Okay, yeah, you are. Yeah, but, oh, well, I remember, I wrote them down as I remembered them. And it doesn't really <laughs> matter what order you watch them in. I, I mean, proto- it doesn't, but it, what, it's whatever. It's an, it's an <laughs> anthology. You'll get the same thing however you watch them. So yeah, prototype, pretty much. I, I'd say that's fairly true. <laughs> so Prototype was about a... Uh, was he a Spartan or just a soldier? He was just a soldier, So it, right? it was just a basic Marine character. Okay. So, like, this is the one so, where they kept Spartans out of the entire short, which is a cool uh, detail. Like, this is the one that has no Spartans in it. Yeah, and the rest of them do, because, I mean, let's be honest, that's what we come to Halo for. <laughs> so, Prototype was the story about one Marine, uh, one Marine captain, uh, coming to terms with emotions in his own kind of twisted way where we open up and his entire platoon is gunned down and uh, the last surviving one is asking what she was to him and telling him to be human because he's earned the nickname Ghost because of how unfeeling he is. And really like just that backstory and then just seeing the actual story, I understand what it is and what it's trying to be. But at the same time, you're just giving me another example of a war story that's happened 
happen. An old, grizzled, general-looking motherfucker <laughs> just shuts down all emotions in order to do the mission and forgets that he's human. Like, that that is another tale as old as time. Pretty, pretty much every war movie has had that uh, that story, like, or at least a lot of them have had that. I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad story. It does work a majority of the time, but, uh... But it's just one I've seen so many times. <laughs> but it's it's kind of it's kind of like Duel in a certain way because there is a part in it that is really cool to see, and that's when he charges out with the giant mech suit and just burns and shoots and obliterates everything. Yeah. <laughs> and his his entire mission is this is a prototype suit. His entire mission is to delete all the data on this suit and then destroy the suit. And he's that is his only mission. And he's using the and he's using the suit on a countdown. Because once the suit runs down, it explodes. So, I mean, he... I mean, why do you have to kill yourself? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you saved your team. Great. Can you do that, like, 17 more times? Like, you're a really good soldier. <laughs> There's no reason for you to off yourself like this. And then yeah. you find out at the end that they were going to plan... They were planning on court-martialing him anyway. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's why he killed himself, because he didn't want to deal with that. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but at the same time, I'm just like, this guy has given you how many successful missions, and the one time he does something good, you're going to say court-martial because he disobeyed Nord. Okay, this guy just can't win. <laughs> like, this... It, it wasn't it wasn't the strongest short in Legends by far, but it, it it's decent enough for what it was in my eyes. Yeah, I, I, I also like the fact that I think the mech that the Marine is using at the end is not even CGI'd. I think it's all hand-drawn. I thought the mech was CG. I, I think maybe I, some shots it was. I would have to watch it again, but I, most of the shots that I remember seeing, like, I think it was all hand-drawn, so it might have been animated by a mecha a studio that does mecha quite a bit. Okay, when we do legends part two then we'll uh then we'll discuss that more <laughs> <laughs> legends part two <laughs> yeah that's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if only. All right, moving on to the next short. There's not really a whole lot to say on Prototype. Uh, I, I think all I would say for my opinion on Prototype would be it's very simple and it makes sense, uh, but it, it is kind of basic if you've seen war movies quite a bit. So yeah. on that front, it's really not that special. But it feels really mean to say that, like especially since like this is the only time Halo has done anything like with Japanese animation as far as I know. That That's why I'm more or less forgiving because like... It is good for what it is. The only problem is it's good for what it is. And it's not like I will always remember this. And most anthologies are like that. It, it's just like that was a good way to spend a good 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like like you you said before, like a anthologies are such a mixed bag. So like, yeah it's always gonna be like like love death and robots for example i love that show but like half of the half of the episodes are ones that i don't care about yeah it it's uh i mean i did say it's a mixed bag but i said it's like a it's like a loot bag like a lucky bag like you go bag. in a goodie bag something like that you go in you have an idea of what you're gonna get and then some of these things are really cool and then others are like can i get something <laughs> better please <laughs> yeah Half of, like, it, half of it is cheap plastic garbage, but the other half is cheap pla plastic garbage that you actually liked. So Exactly. It's yeah. all the same shit. It's just a matter of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. All right. Um. All right, the next one I have written down is uh, one of my favorites, honestly. Uh, Odd One Out. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I this, had a feeling that's the one that you were going to say. Yeah, this one is fantastic. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, it is because of how over the top cartoony and silly it is. This is done by uh, by Toei Animations, the same mm-hmm. guys that do Dragon Ball. And it is a <laughs> completely exaggerated Spartan fighting a bioized weapon of the Covenant. Like there's no key blast or anything like that, but it's still... It, it feels Dragon Ball. It, yeah, it's super Dragon Ball. Like, the whole, uh, the, <laughs> it's especially weird because, like, the, uh, the kid characters that appear in it have, like, Dragon Ball-esque powers, kind of. They, they don't throw energy balls, if I recall. I think they just use, like, martial arts, if I, uh, from what I remember. Yeah, but it's still, like, these two normal-ass human kids jumping up and doing something that you'd think only a Spartan would do. And they still survive. Survive. <laughs> yeah. I, so I mean, it's... It, it's it's also that they look super Dragon Ball-ish. Like, the style yeah. looks very Akira Toriyama, but it's not. It's very it's very clearly not, but it still has, like, that uh, that artistic flair that he has. It, it, it's like somebody who uh, works on, like, the Dragon Ball anime uh, did the designs for it. So, like, it, it has the essence of his style, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And it's kind of, I mean, just just seeing the the action, uh, the fluid action of that studio style always gets me because it, it gets me hyped up because of how fast paced it is. <laughs> and the comedy kind of shines through a bit. Like, I wasn't laughing my ass off or anything like that, but it was funny. It was the most lighthearted short we got out of these things. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this one's funny. And then the rest of the, the other five are like, oh, dear God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but just just a Spartan that's been claimed to just have bad luck because he's number 1337, but just calls 13, um, that he's the one who lands here. He gets pelted by uh, by cavemen looking kids, almost eaten and then trampled by a T-Rex and then has to fight this <laughs> covenant bio mutant weapon. This guy has had a day. <laughs> I think and then that this you're... Android 17, Android 18 looking team up help him fight it. And it's just like, <laughs> did you really need a Spartan to do this then? <laughs> I, I think you're right when like the 13 is probably like an unintentional, uh, like bad luck sort of thing. Because the number 13 is considered unlucky. I don't know if that's the yeah. case in Japan, though. That, that might not be the case. <laughs> I mean, a lot of things were happening to him. And he says, why does this always happen to me? So I kind of think it does correlate. Yeah, because even at the end where radio contact is made with him for pickup and rendezvous, he gets sidetracked by something else and says, I'm going to be a little late (laughs) because he's being rocketed off of to another direction. Yeah. So I think 13 does play a factor here. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it might play a factor because like they may have done that in the American dub. Who who knows, really? I haven't watched it in Japanese. I don't think there's a reason to. It's Halo, so it's kind of meant to be watched in English. Yeah, but it it'd still be kind of funny to watch in Japanese I feel like yeah especially since it pays homage to to Dragon Ball for being honest it, it definitely does it's I feel like that's the that's kind of the strength and the weakness of the short is like it emulates Dragon Ball so much because
because like it really doesn't hide that it's Toei animation so like it's both good and bad because so it's like bad because that's not the tone that Halo goes for but it's also good in the sense that it's like you need some kind of levity compared to the rest of these shorts and I think it it shows that it's willing it shows that it's willing to go that way yeah it's entirely needed I think (laughs) yeah and then we have the rest of these shorts which are rip your heart out and eat it in front of you like this next one (laughs) oh boy uh next one i have written down is homecoming fuck yeah homecoming's probably the one that hit me the most if i'm being honest yeah uh so guys homecoming is about a spartan that uh in the early development stages of becoming a spartan where she's still going through the augmentations and training and freshly kidnapped as a kid or a teenager uh runs away with another friend of hers and finds out that once they're kidnapped for the spartan program they're cloned and they're clones live uh alongside their family so no questions asked and that's kind of a mind break (laughs) if i get kidnapped i come home and see that i have a clone uh yeah i'm out (laughs) that's it i don't know what else to do so yeah i'll i'll shoot aliens And it and it gets like in in the short it goes way deeper than that because she and her friend notice that they have clones and turn back and get caught. But the other two uh, pre-made Spartans that they escaped with end up uh, offing themselves when they uh, discover they have clones. And then we travel into the future a little bit and these two have to come back to this home planet again, except this time it's on a mission for an evac. And uh, Daisy, the the Spartan, the focus of the story, ends up shot and dead, like right there next to where her home formerly was. It, it kind of, it hits you with little apology. <laughs> there is no apology. Like it, it, it kind of just, so like, for- for those who don't know, like the entire point of it is like to show the the impacts of like the Spartan program and the Spartan program like in universe may have been the savior that they needed. But it was also like, but at what cost is kind of the kind of the message of the whole short. It, it's it just hits you one after another after another. And it honestly did make me care about Daisy, about the Spartan. And it even made me care about the uh, uh, the sergeant that she was escorting and protecting because because like you see when a battlefield is your former home it's a little brutal to see how far war can go like even if it is just in halo it is still it, it gets you thinking about things the entire per- point of the the short like i said is to show like at what cost are these spartans the heroes that are needed to protect the human race and at the same time it's also kind of supposed to humanize the uh just it's also kind of meant to humanize the spartans because the spartans have this kind of greek god demigod sort of uh image that people have of them like in universe and both in uh like uh for the audience but uh in showing that like daisy is basically just a scared kid who just happens to have like a little bit more training than like just really hard training as opposed to uh just like being a regular marine uh she is still just basically a scared child 
child. And yeah, I mean, like, it, it really is one of those shorts where, like, you kind of draw your own conclusion and you also kind of just let the short speak for itself. And it's very much, uh, it, it's very much a thought piece and it's very much a character study of Daisy. Because, so Daisy does die at the end, but uh, because the short endears us to uh, her struggle and the fact that she was taken from her family and she is forced to do all this stuff and the fact that she fights just to get back to her family and then kind of reluctantly goes back to uh reluctantly goes back to being a spartan but her but to be fair her other option was doing what her teammates did and just killing herself so she kind of just chooses the lesser of two evils so there's a lot to of emotion to unpack with that short yeah and that's as fucked as it is it's probably one of my uh one of my more favorites out of this collection just because of how much it actually hits you and in in such a short amount of time on top of it but i mean i think that's all i have on uh homecoming how about you yeah that's fair i mean like i think the a really important scene to help you also connect with this short is the fact that she has a conversation with uh the clone that's living in her place uh when like after she was taken they placed a clone uh in the place of her for when uh, she got kidnapped so that way there would be no suspicion oh where are these kids oh they're fine they're, they've been here this whole time and uh, the fact that instead of uh, killing her clone and then killing herself, like supposedly what the other Spartans did, uh, she she is given this little trinket from the uh, clone and that it creates a unique relationship and it uh, just kind of sticks with you and makes you think, like, how would I react in that situation? Yeah. And I pray that I never find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to either. I'm just saying. <laughs> No, I know. I'm just like, if I see another Austin, I'm just going to be like, okay, you that way, me that way. We never speak of this again. All right, cool. All right, bye. <laughs> I, like, that's one That's one option. I don't think that's how it would play out. But if I play it in my head a hundred times, that's how I will imagine it will play out. I mean, that's fair, I guess. <laughs> All right, so we only got two more here. So we'll blow through, uh, blow through those and go through uh, finals. The uh, next one I have written down is the last one in the collection, the package and this is the only one it's not the only one master chief is in but it is the one that focuses on master chief you know the star of halo <laughs> it's uh it's him and a collection of spartans planning to infiltrate into a uh covenant fleet in order to extract dr Halsey, who has been presumably taken prisoner and honestly it, it is a strong one to end on mainly because we finally get to see chief kicking some ass and it the entire way just because of the way it's animated looks like it's a cutscene just from the video game there's even moments where the hud from the game shows up <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do but, that, it might as well be the short that is CG, right? <laughs> and has Master Chief in it, yeah. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure both times we saw that, it was in Chief's uh, point of view. Pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> but this, uh, this one had a lot. It had space battles in Halo, which, hello. Um, it had a... Yeah, it had firefights. <laughs> it had a sword fight between Chief and an elite, which Chief got absolutely wrecked in. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized, like, I realized earlier than this, but I think it was at this point that I pointed out to you when we were rewatching it. Legends really likes killing off Spartans. 
Like in, I'm pretty sure every short Spartans were in minus uh, all or odd one out. At least one Spartan had died. Like in Homecoming, it was uh, in Homecoming, it was Daisy. In this one, it was uh, two of them. I don't remember their names, but it was two of them. I think it was like Solomon and Arthur or something. Yeah, I think that one actually was it. In uh, Babysitter, which the next one we're going to talk about, uh, the Spartan in that one died. And it's just like, are these really the warriors? Like the champion warriors of everything? If they're dying like flies, it's just kind of like... Okay, I get Spartans are badass, but you're also showing them go down in a single hit. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I don't have an answer for that. I, I don't think that there's really an explanation. I think e- each anime studio just wanted to kill off a Spartan. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just feel like they should be made of, of tougher stuff. Like, Daisy died in one one needle needler shot to the heart. Like... Okay, yes, in the heart, I get that, and it pierced through. But the one in uh, in Babysitter, Gravity Hammer. Okay, Gravity Hammer, yeah, not a good way to go. Uh, Arthur just explodes. <laughs> he, he just explodes in, in a space battle. Like, we didn't even know he was part of the team. I forgot he was part of the team. Well, <laughs> well so did Solomon. Solomon exploded, like, right in front of the bomb. Well, yeah, but Solomon, like, we at least saw him, like, charging in and thinking that it was a, a response to... He thought it was uh, a Halsey signal. So we actually saw him going and doing stuff. Arthur just kind of blended in with the other chaos that was in space and just exploded in the background. I mean, yeah. So I, com- <laughs> so I completely forgot about him. But <laughs> uh, even if Spartans died like flies, I still really liked uh, Package. But like you like you told me, say what you want about Cortana, because Cortana's the one who also voiced over Origins and everything else. And Cortana, if you like Halo, odds are you like her. But Halsey's such a bitch. <laughs> like, if you actually watch the, uh, or like, if you see Halsey, like, outside of this short, then your image of Halsey is incredibly skewed, because she is such a fuck asshole yeah i mean really (laughs) like if if you know we're outside of this she is like the worst that you can imagine yet every every spartan is rescuing or rescuing her like she's vip like she is mom and i'm like okay but why (laughs) we already have cortana why just let her fry like wasn't the whole point so that she could preserve her intellect or or something i don't know more more or less yeah but now that cortana's fritzing uh we need another halsey cortana (laughs) god there was no spoiler warning for this episode by the way spoilers (laughs) <laughs> that's thanks asshole <laughs> yeah almost over and i'm sport and i'm warning you now halo legends has been out for 10 years i really don't care <laughs> if you like halo odds are you pick this up anyway even i have <laughs> Uh, and the last one, we're going to go over this uh, briefly. I didn't realize how much time we already uh, spent on this. Uh, the last one we have is The Babysitter, which uh, I already spoiled the ending. Uh, the Spartan dies. <laughs> God, you're really <laughs> selling this shocker. one, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. This, one, this one's great. I'm I'm doing awesome at this job. <laughs> but uh, Babysitter starts off with a squad called the Hell Jumpers that uh, are given a special mission and to their surprise, their special mission involves a Spartan. That is the primary shooter because this mission is an assassination of a prophet for the Covenant. And we 
spend the entire time on this mission uh one of the hell jumpers immediately dies on impact or on entrance to the atmosphere and agent o'brien is the one who butts heads most with the spartan who is silent throughout most of the short just because uh the spartan is the primary shooter and he's the backup and also o'brien almost dies in the short like 16 times <laughs> Like just because of like, like three four times maybe because of falling in like his own he's not looking where he's going basically pretty like, much the one time the one time is because his pod is leaking oxygen and sinking into the swamp not his fault the other time he almost falls down a waterfall kind of his fault yeah that's fair and then he's just yelling and screaming um almost alerting all the covenant again his fault yeah and then uh a brute sneaks up behind the entire group and almost kills o'brien but instead smacks the spartan and cracks her helmet <laughs> so why were they called the hell jumpers again they don't seem really good at what they do all four of them were looking over the horizon to where the Spartan was looking. And the Spartan was the only one who was looking through a scope. All the rest of them were just looking over a ridge. <laughs> like, no Fair one's keeping point. lookout. No one's taking point. They're all just staring into the distance. <laughs> like, O'Brien, I think, had binoculars, but everyone else was just looking over the cliffside. Like, you guys suck as soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> You said this was your favorite short, too, I thought. <laughs> I did. I did because I really like the Spartan because it's just quiet, menacing guardian kind of energy throughout the entire thing. Yeah. Um. Until she finally gets hit and then just yells at O'Brien to take the shot and accepts that the mission is done and accepts that she's done her job, which I really like her and I like O'Brien, but just looking at it at a logical standpoint, they're all terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, I get to hang with the hell jumpers. Yeah, yay. <laughs> this is like this, like getting with the the guy who did the spell test, like a grade above you. Like, I'm just a <laughs> little better and that's not much. <laughs> But the the Spartan, the Spartan and O'Brien are really what carry this for me just because of like how petty O'Brien can be. And it's a story about a sniper. And I love snipers. <laughs> well, like, I, I think the whole point of it is to like, I feel like this should have been like one of the first shorts or something because th this one uh, hits really strong because like the the whole time they assume that the Spartan is male. And yeah. Because like part of the image of Spart of the Spartans, like both to the audience and to the the characters in the in the story, uh, the Spartan is supposed to be this masculine hulking uh, demigod. L like I said last time, that that's pretty much like that's the image, and the the, the short kind of shatters it and humanizes the Spartan uh, because I think it's important that the character that they see is female because it kind of it it, it kind of shatters the image but also uh enhances uh the character in a way like does that make sense i mean it does yeah but it also just shows like how blind we are to like if like we just assume this is a guy so we assume they're supposed to be menacing and powerful and then we see it's a girl and we just immediately just like oh shit okay and it's like 
really like to us like real life obviously it doesn't matter but that's just how it's written in in the short like this entire time o'brien has been bad talking the spartan and then finds out that the spartan's a girl and then has nothing bad to say about her at all like whether it is the fact that she died on the mission or the fact that she's a girl <laughs> it kind of depends on how you read into it <laughs> i mean like I, I like i said i think it's important that it's a female character because um they assume that the the Spartan is like saving O'Brien out of obligation but I think because yeah. she's female it kind of has this uh, uh, this motherly uh, big sister type of energy to it like when when that's revealed so it shows a more like, a more tender like life loving side of the Spartan as a character so I think it matters that it's fe- that they're female as opposed to it just being like oh they like her now because she's female like it is kind of funny that they suddenly start respecting her at the end of the episode when she's dead and like <laughs> <laughs> because it, like you said it's like oh she's a girl let's respect her now <laughs> which is absolute bullshit <laughs> just like it okay, is it oh, is but hell. like i think that it i think that in the context of the story it makes sense and i think it's a yeah like like i said it's it kind of softens the character and shows that she like was actually being caring toward o'brien not like oh god i'm carrying your lazy ass all the way through this this mission you know? Well, I mean, there was one scene where she carried him bridal style after he almost drowned. So. Yeah, but I, I, <laughs> I don't think that meant anything, really. <laughs> no, it didn't. It's just like, like, I'm not saying bridal style is reserved for only those that you love, but it is a very, like, nurturing carry. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just calling her out on that. Yeah. So I, I think that I think that it made sense and I actually really like the short. I like the message behind it is that like I, I, I might be reading too deep into it, but I think like the message of it being uh that I, I guess it's kind of an empowerment story if you want to read into it that way, but it's also uh, more so a like the 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 strongest people that you know have a really tender side to them, like whether you want to believe it or whether it or not they want to believe it. I might be reading too much into it, but that's kind of just what I take away from it. Okay, yeah, no, I can take that, and uh, and that's about all I have on Babysitter. How about you? Yeah, that I, I talked everyone's ear off already. <laughs> Yeah, for that one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so let's go ahead and start uh, start wrapping up with uh, final thoughts. So overall, Kyo, what did, what did you think of Halo Legends? And just go ahead and throw your favorite short in there, because what the hell? Okay. Um. Overall, it's... Uh, I, I, like, if I had to give it a number out of 100, I'd have to give it, like, 70, 75 out of 100. I like okay. it more than I hate it. Uh, I really don't hate it. It's just like, uh, like, like we said at the beginning, like anthologies are such a mixed bag. You never know what you're going to get. Like you, you never know if you're going to like all of them or if you're going to like at least one of them. It, it's always a crapshoot when it comes to anthologies, but like I always find myself coming away from an, an anthology liking at, at least one short out of, out of the collection. And uh, for me, I think my favorite is, uh, my favorite's either Homecoming or uh, The Babysitter, and I kind of want to say, like, uh, the I, I kind of want to say Homecoming is my favorite because, like, it, it's a story that I remember all the way up to now, and I saw this back when I was, like, 15 or 14, 
and like the story has stuck with me the whole time. So you remembered it even before we started rewatching it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I or like I remembered most of this. I've seen this a couple times. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. But yeah, uh, I think Homecoming would have to be my favorite. Second, second would definitely be the package. Or no, sorry, okay. not the package. Second would definitely be the babysitter. My bad. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, me, I'm I'm honestly gonna agree with you. I'd personally give it about. 70 out of 100 or like 65 70 just because the only reason i go backwards instead of uh forwards is just because it's halo i like halo all right but it's not one of my go-to all-time favorite franchises like i love red versus blue don't get me wrong but i can only i mean who doesn't really (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh and I mean, my favorite out of all of them is is kind of a tie, and it is tied with the uh, homecoming. And the other one is odd one out, because I'm a sucker for anything campy and cartoony. And this is a Spartan just going hand to hand with a with a biomutant with an Android 17, Android 18 looking team, and then gets blasted <laughs> by a giant space cannon. Like that's just fun. <laughs> but but homecoming would definitely, if not completely tied it'd definitely be a really close second because i really do appreciate the uh the closed story like that and it's one that's unique to halo because it's you're kidnapped as a kid you're cloned as a kid they live in your place now you serve the army like that is something unique as opposed to say prototype and in the duel where it's something that we've seen to a certain extent before so i'm, I'm gonna say uh homecoming and auto one out for me and that being said uh kyo where can people find you on the internet you guys can find me on my youtube channel at gopro kyo on youtube uh you can find me i'm still working on the rest of that sonic x episode the preview is out right now so if you guys want to go check that out uh leave some likes uh view it a couple or watch it a couple times uh leave a comment say saying that you want to see more of it uh if you do i might uh keep doing the rest of the series uh anyway uh you guys can also find me on twitter at gopro kyo and uh you guys can find my artwork there and uh links to all my pages uh austin all right uh you guys can go ahead and find me right here on giant music's page i go nowhere he doesn't let me he gave me a month off <laughs> and yet he just reined me back in i am his prisoner please help uh you guys can also <laughs> <laughs> find me over on my channel hotshot ginger where uh we are still in the process of getting used to everything from moving like yo said he's in a closet and once we get an actual stable setup going uh you guys can find me on my channel back for ponzu cast we do hope to uh revive and relive uh, uh that podcast again where we talk about things we can't talk about here we had a whole <laughs> list ready to go jane said no has to be anime podcast is appropriate damn it yeah. <laughs> You guys can also find me over on Twitter at uh, Hotshot Ginger, where I will do nothing but ghost you and follow you and just scroll. That's all I do. <laughs> and again, when we get actual decent setup going, you guys can go ahead and find me back on Twitch at uh, Hotshot Ginger over there. I play games, hang out with you guys. Uh, come on by. It's a, it's a stand-up good-up time. And that being said, uh, this has been another episode of Anime. It doesn't work with two anime podcasters. Podcasters. Bye, guys. Bye.